welcome to the Champagne Lounge. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Champagne Lounge podcast. I am so excited to have Amy Clark, founder of Confetti Rebels, on the show today. Welcome to the Champagne Lounge, Amy. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be the first person. I'm so excited. Rebrand of the podcast. I could not think of anyone better to come on the show and talk about business highs, business lows, um, you know, all the things celebratory because my latest photo shoot, ladies and gents, if you haven't already seen that, Amy, <laughs> let me have one of those amazing rainbow skirts a little bit early so I could get it in my photo shoot and I'm feeling very privileged for that so thank you. <laughs> uh, you're welcome you look fabulous in it as I expected you to be so yeah. I absolutely love it and we talked about skirts but Confetti Rebels fierce tees for fierce women right? Yep yep absolutely yeah. Now now I, I've read your about page and I want I have something you've written on there um really sparked where well, I want to start the conversation really you said in the, yep. at the beginning uh, in your in your letter to your audience your customers you said sometimes I lose my way I have my own shit to deal with but most of the time I thrive seeing my customers happy content and confident which mm -hmm. I love I love um, and you say if I can give a little bit of that through your clothing then you're one happy lady now I know a lot of people that wear your t-shirts I'm wearing one of my favorites now you definitely <laughs> joy through clothing but business isn't for everyone Amy you know mm. particularly in the retail space now why did you start Confetti Rebels and what's it all about? Well I think firstly the reason why I started Confetti Rebels was because I, I essentially I knew I had something to offer um, I'd worked in big corp beforehand and you know it's it's really easy to work those super long hours you know slave away for you know the big man and get paid you know very little and still really love it because you got you know you're still renting or you're you know childless and you're still living that sort of like you know even though I was in a relationship single life but then I had children and that changed absolutely everything. You know, my hours of when I could work changed, my uh, my mental health changed and all that kind of extra stuff that comes with children changes and you have to put them first rather than yourself. And then you're like, well, I've also got to also try to make a little bit of income. Like, how am I going to do this? And I dappled in a few small businesses in between having my you know finishing up my big corp jobs and then having my child and I thought you know what I, I really like this lifestyle I love working to my own hours and doing everything to the beat of my own drum and not having to report to anyone except for myself but little did I know a whole lot of other big things come with that that aren't necessarily the most amazing things but yeah it, it all started the seed planted when you know my my children were born and I decided to you know, really make a go of it and, and create Confetti Rebels. And there's, God, there's a whole story behind that, that we could go on for hours. But, but yeah, it was just kind of like my light bulb moment. And I'm like, I love slogans. I used to paint my own T-shirt things and I used to do my own, like, you know, stencil drawings and stuff. And I'm like, hey, why can't I do this for a living? Why can't I make a slogan T-shirt that's quite edgy? and sell it to people if there's people like me that love them surely there's other people like that and as we can see there are so yeah there's yeah. heaps of us heaps of us and where do the slogans come from like where are they things that come through are they slogans 
outside in your world that you just go, yep, they've been on a post-it note for a while. Like, where do they come from? Some of the slogans are ones that people have heard before. At the end of the day, I don't think I am original in the fact that I own a slogan because I would, I'd, I'd have to pay, I reckon, like people like songwriters to come up with something like that because I just, yeah. But I think if I hear something, you know, along the traps and I'm like, oh, that's really good. Like mainly a, a slogan to me is something that resonates to me. Like, you know, uh, about a year ago at Christmas time, I had a big falling out with some family members and, you know, it was just like, oh, you're too much. You've got, you know, you're just, you're just a drama queen, blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of was like, well, I'd heard like a few years before, like some, like slogans along the way like find too much go find less I'm like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna use that one that's a really good one like that is yeah if I'm too much get lost go away like that's not that's not my problem for being like this so yeah they really have to resonate with me and they really have to really get deep down into the feels with me like as I said my t-shirts aren't for everybody and if that's the case, then that's okay. But majority of them are. So. <laughs> but, yeah, so I kind of come up with a slogan and then um, obviously the, the design and creation is mine. I'm a graphic designer by trade. So, you know, I love having, even though I just put like sometimes they're just font-based, but it's still really fun like working out, oh, what font really suits this slogan. Yeah, yeah. I, I love them and you hit the nail so cleanly on the head with that that with that slogan particularly is as business owners as people that are doing things to the sound of their own drum they aren't for everyone we are yeah. different and we do do things differently and we are a lot sometimes right like yeah we are we know that we are what role has the community that has your community played in the growth of your business and also the community that's built around confetti rebels like in the growth and the sharing of of what you do and and how you make women happy like through that clothing yeah well essentially I've got like a 50k 50,000 people cheerleader squad so essentially I've got so many people that resonate and like some people aren't customers some people like I love to you know cheer from you from the back I don't like wearing t-shirts or I don't like wearing slogan t-shirts or your style of t-shirts doesn't suit me but hey like that doesn't matter they still share my profile or they still share you know my social media or they still comment they still like and that kind of support is so invaluable like just having people message you saying oh my god like I wore your t-shirt the other day and it made me feel so empowered and I felt so good and I felt so confident I felt like I could tell the world exactly how I was feeling by not having to actually tell them and like things like that really I know this sounds really yuck but it gets me off like I love that it gets me off on like a more of a, a dopamine high rather than any other way but I just get <laughs> so happy and so excited from hearing things like that because essentially I I want people to be able to express how they feel and not everyone is is comfortable expressing how they feel but like as I said the t-shirt that you've got on sorry I'm late I didn't really want to come I didn't want to come like you're kind of just saying it without having to say it and it's just you know you yeah people can feel more comfortable wearing a, an item of clothing with a slogan rather than actually verbally saying it so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And this is my favourite T-shirt of yours. I've got a number of them. But I, I really I need to bring it out in my... another colour, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Pink is my favourite colour, so you nailed it for me. Mine but too. Um, for me, it was all around boundaries, right? Mm. Like I know as business owners, 
I'm very strict on my boundaries when I do time, when I, you know, have time for other people. And a mm -hmm. big thing for me when I bought this t-shirt was around not doing what I think people think I should do, you know, yeah. what I wanted to do. And so that's what I love about the slogan on this t-shirt. <laughs> it is, it is good. Like on boundaries as well. Like I, a few years ago, I, I would have someone message me every day and it was literally like a, a mental health dump. And I had to eventually like kind of emancipate myself from her because it was starting to take a toll on me. Like I checked my messages last minute at the night to make sure she checked, you know, messaged me so I could see if she was okay. And my husband's just like, Amy, you've got to get off this. Like you've got to stop. Like you've got your own stuff to deal with. You've got, you know, like Pippa's upstairs vomiting. Like, you know, I need help. And I'm like, yeah, but this woman, I'm not, I'm really worried about her. And he's like, Amy, it's not your responsibility to save the world. Like you can do your best. He goes, but this is not your best because you're still got to, you know, you've got to show up in other places that are unfortunately a bit more important. And yeah, so it's like working out, yeah, those boundaries is really hard, super hard. It is really hard. Because you want to please everybody, you know. <laughs> Until you put those boundaries in place and realise that, you know, you need to make yourself happy first, right? You yeah, absolutely. You can your own cup and, and pass it on. But on the topic of struggles, um, mm. what has been your biggest struggle in growing Confetti Rebels? Yeah. So I, I'd say like business-wise, the biggest struggle is working out where I want the brand to be in like five, 10 years. You know, I'm I'm bordering almost 40 years old, which is great. You know, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying the, this time of my life, but I'm like, can I still be selling out there far out t-shirts in 10 years? Maybe I can. I don't know. Like the society changes every time. So I say sometimes the struggle can be to adapt to an environment and work out oh, you know, is this going to work this year? Because every year since I started, you know, I'm coming up to my sixth year of being in business, never done this before. For the first two years, I was kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, making a little bit of profit here. I'm able to buy, you know, this for myself and this for myself. Then I, I hit COVID and sadly for some businesses, they went belly up and that was just like horrific. And I felt terrible because, watching some friends and family members businesses absolutely tank because they relied on social you know people around them and people to be out physically whereas my business was absolutely booming I was sitting on a couch making a thousand dollars in an hour because people are like we've got nothing else to do we've got job seeker job keeper we've got money to spend we want to put it back in the economy i need something that makes me feel happy and uplifted right now in this really really hard time of the world of the of my life people were really splurging on non-necessary items and so my business just absolutely catapulted into whereas i was like one day i was packing orders in my very small garage to uh, renting out a 150 square meter warehouse and going right let's capitalize off this you know I got myself a social media team I got myself a VA I got myself this 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 and those two years were absolutely epic like I was saving money my husband came downstairs because he's on a really he's got a really good job he's in software dev and he said Amy I'm so proud of you finally like not that this is a bad thing but you have actually made more than me in the last six months and I'm so proud of you and I'm like, wow, this is epic. Like I never thought I could make money off something that I love doing because I've always been a, I love my job and I don't kind of care what I get paid. I've never ever strived for the big bucks kind of thing. It's just not in my DNA, even though it's in my, my family's DNA, it's not in mine. 
but having that and then going from that to pumping out really relevant t-shirts at that time and then all of a sudden COVID's kind of like a thing of the past now and people are getting back to their okay so we're going to spend money now on our property or we're going to spend money on holidays because we can actually go on holidays now we've got you know excessive interest rates to pay off now this is where now I'm like okay I've got to really shape up and sharpen up the business because it's a completely different type of spend, spending module now that people are buying differently. Their, their priorities are in different different pockets now. So yeah, it's working how we can how I can evolve and change the business up again, which is exhausting. So yeah. <laughs> the Champagne Lounge isn't just a podcast. It's an instant digital community for ambitious businesswomen and entrepreneurs like you wanting more connection, community and celebration. So wherever you are in the world, whatever stage of business you're at, if you're looking for that ultimate female cheer squad of like-minded women, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to come and join us. Who are you bringing on to help you, if anyone, you know, navigate that? If you've got a little tribe that you, you know, have that thing with? How does that work? Yeah, so I, I enlisted in a business um, coach last year because um, obviously sales was sort of starting to not dwindle but just like obviously compared to the last couple of years before that. And um, she's really great at obviously because I'm absolutely shocking with money. I don't even look at my budget each week and go, uh, each month and go, right, I have, you know, 15, 20K to spend on T-shirts. I'm just like, I want a T-shirt, I want a T-shirt, I want to buy T-shirts, I've got to order T-shirts. And she's now reined that in and gone, right, this is your budget per month. This is your P&L. This is how much money we've got to, you know, we've got to make in order to cover our expenses and things like that, enough to make profit. So she's been really good at reining that in for me because obviously having ADHD myself, I'm just like all over. I'm like, I, I'm like literally a deer in headlights when it comes to something like I'll quickly go on to my supplier and go, right, I want to order blah, 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 blah. And she sits down and she's going, wait a second, why have you ordered this many? Why didn't you order this many of different like styles rather than one of the same? And I'm like, oh, I should have done that. Like, so she's been really good like that. And um, yeah, I'm, uh, she's a really amazing um, person at making you feel accountable for your actions as well. Like on social media, she's like, make sure you say this, make sure you do that. Like, and she, she holds me accountable and I love it. So I needed someone like that. But um, yeah, unfortunately, towards the end of last year, I had to make the really hard decision to um, cut my social media team, um, you know, for paid ads and all that kind of um, extra stuff because unfortunately my ROAS were completely dying in the ass. And um, I think ever since all those horrible iOS changes have happened, um, Facebook ads, unless you're absolutely pumping a shit ton of money into them, um, they just weren't working for me. And I was finding I was getting more um, return on investment through just organic social content on Instagram and Facebook and um, I should say TikTok, but I barely make anything with TikTok. Um, so, yeah, I had to make that really hard decision to cut costs last year. So, yeah, and she was right behind me, you know, helping me go through that. So it was really good. Yeah, cutting cutting team and navigating the unknown like that's the hardest, so hard. the hardest thing as a business owner because you know you've got that whole you'll be with me from the beginning or we've done this really amazing thing and now yeah. 
working that way anymore and I've got to be bad cop for like 10 minutes. It, it's so hard because I form a relationship with people as well and they were really amazing digital ads company. Like I couldn't fault them and if I had the money I could spend on ads, I would 100% go back and use them again. It was nothing that they did wrong. It was completely me and not being able to afford that budget anymore. So, but yeah, I cried. I cried for a little bit. It was really hard because we'd formed that relationship and I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And they're like, hey, it's all good. Like, we know you'll be back. You're an amazing business. Like, yeah. And that's what I loved. I love that. I love that they they know, right? When you're with the right people and you're with the right team and Mm -hmm. the right suppliers, they just just know. They do. Let's move away from struggles to more of yep. celebratory stuff. Like you said, there was that time when your husband came down and we're like, you've nailed this, babe. Like you're <laughs> so proud of you. That's amazing. You can't have that one as your biggest achievement now. But I'm going to ask you, what's been the biggest achievement for you to date with the business? Honestly, I would have to say, and I know probably some of the listeners might go, oh, I don't, I mean, I don't really like that T-shirt. But um, obviously during like COVID and having, um, I'm, I'm pro-vax and, you know, I'm, I'm all for medicine and things like that. So I did a Let's Get Shots T-shirt. And that was a big risk, you know, like it was combining my love for alcohol and vaccines in one and I put it on a T-shirt and I'm like, you know, I've got so many friends in first responders, teachers, everyone's struggling right now. Let's get this shit sorted. And I wanted to bring that message out there. And it was so 50-50 mixed with like talking to my friends and family about it. They're like, oh, I think this could be, this could break your company. Like this could, it's a really sensitive topic on some people. And I'm like, hey, I'm not saying if you don't vaccinate, like that's your problem and I hate you. I'm saying for those that do want to vaccinate, let's keep, let, let's get this going kind of thing. So I did this t-shirt and I, I probably printed maybe 100, 200 T-shirts and um, I sent one to an influencer down in Melbourne who is very, you know, she's quite prolific pro-vax and in that sort of space. And she, I was meant to launch it on a Sunday night and she posted it on a Saturday and I had about 300, 400 DMs saying, when's the T-shirt available? When's it? And I'm like, stuff it, let's go. So I hit a pre-order and I sold like something like, three or four thousand in in the day and I'm like oh my god and then my husband's like well of course you're gonna sell that many like the stats don't lie there's like 90 percent of Australia that are vaccinated so they're gonna buy the t-shirt if they know your brand so yeah that went off like a and I was giving a discount to obviously first responders and nurses and doctors like that I gave them the t-shirt for half price to wear it so that was a really big thing and a really daring should I say thing for me to do because I again like going back I love to please people I hate pissing people off I hate getting you know negative talk about me and I thought god this could this could make or break me but I'm so passionate about it and it did it it went really really well so I would say that was like one of the proudest and strongest moment I felt within the business to go hey this is the direction I want to take I'm going to own it I'm not being disrespectful to other people I'm just encouraging what I believe in and what I like and if you don't like it that's fine you can go get a different t-shirt and I'm sure there's those available but if you like this and this is what you believe in then let's you know let's get this done so yeah it was it was quite a big quite a big thing for me <laughs> That's huge. And I can only imagine like posting that supply, like the first supply going, uh, sent like the whole yeah. sort of like 
complete. This is either going to be really great or really terrible. And because I had, yeah, <laughs> well, I had a really small time frame of like a few a month or two to get these t-shirts out because people wanted like you know getting vaccinated and people were wearing them to their first, second, or third vaccination. So I really had to get them out like pretty quickly. So my screen printer was just like under the pump so bad, but like he was happy because he was making money. So. <laughs> for your t-shirts in Australia? So the t-shirts are AS Colour brand and they're ethically made, really amazing quality t-shirt. They're actually made in Bangladesh, but AS Colour are one of the highest rated for their, well, they don't use child slave labour. Their working mm. conditions are, I wouldn't even say subpar, their working conditions are really good. Like the ratings are really high on them. A lot of I'd say slogan t-shirt companies use them in Australia. They're one of the biggest, but I do locally screen print. So my screen printer, literally I can see just past my house. He he is. So he's about a two minute drive down the road. He hates that. I love it because I can go and hassle him all the time. But um, yeah, we've, we've formed a really strong friendship over the last six years. You know, he's about 10, 15 years older than me, but we've got a really great relationship and if he knows I'm under the pump and I really need to get some T-shirts out, like he's happy, he doesn't care, he'll stay back and print them or whatever. So, yeah, it's a really good relationship we've got. And, um, yeah, having them locally printed, I have a lot of local people that love that I support local, so they're happy to support me being local as well. So, yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah, supporting local is a big thing for me too, so I love as a nice mixture. It is. Look, ideally I'd love to get T-shirts made in Australia, don't get me wrong, but I'd have to charge probably double the price because – and that's fair enough because everything's going up in price. So therefore people's hourly rate will go up. And as I said, if there's a market for it, I'd a hundred percent do it. But my target market are people like me that don't have money to spend on t-shirts all the time. And I'm not in the high, high end sort of area. So I can't be, and I wouldn't charge $80 for a t-shirt like this because that's just not, I don't feel comfortable with that. So yeah, my markup, um, even getting them printed in Australia isn't horrendously huge, but I feel I can go to sleep at night knowing that I'm selling really good quality T-shirts and they're locally printed. So, yeah. That's amazing. And now before um, we hit the record button, you and I were talking about what's what's next for Confetti Rebels. Like what's this 2023 have to hold for the brand and what are you doing? Because it is a tough market out there. COVID was amazing. Now mm. a little bit slower thanks to, you know, rising interest rates and all the things. How are you navigating that and what does 2023 look like for you guys? Yeah, damn interest rates. I could just, I mean, everyone could just shove them in the bum really. Like I, I think ours have gone up by like $1,000 a month. It's like it, it, it all adds up. So I think really importantly create, creating a product that um, people can really resonate to, whether that's mine or any other small businesses out there that are listening, like it's so important to be relevant um, and like constantly you've got to constantly change your, your you know, either your branding or, you know, your messaging, giving a story about your product and making people go, oh, like I can, yeah, really relate to that. Therefore, I'm going to get that product. Like making it, making products feel like they're a necessity rather than a luxury right now is really important. So yeah, as I said, I flew high getting that huge warehouse and I unfortunately last year, not really unfortunately, I just made the the really smart decision to to move into a different space that was 20k cheaper a year. It's only ever so slightly smaller as well. It just doesn't have that aesthetic feel that I love, but 
I can sleep going, oh, this is all I've got. Like, this is only what I have to pay. So I've cut, I've cut those kind of expenses down. Yeah, as I said, cut down on on things that you you really need to go through. Go through your PL, work out what's like, you know, what you're hemorrhaging money in. And is that really going to make that return on investment back for you? So if you can go and learn how to do your own social ads, try and do that because Paying an agency, even though I love agencies, don't get me wrong, some of their management fees are horrific. And then you've got to also spend double that in ads. So you've got to work out if that's worth it for you. You know, that's what they're good at. They're great at selling a product to you. So they're going to tell you that you're going to need it. So if you can learn how to do your own SEO, your own ads, things like that, just, just for the year to cut down on those extra expenses that might not make your money back, definitely do so. I'm, you know, doing more pre-orders rather than printing stock up front because A, I don't want to add to fast fashion and necessity, like, you know, unnecessary printing and making of clothing. So, but yeah, this year I'm literally just riding on the coattails and hoping that, you know, I can still pay my monthly wage, which I'm very comfortably doing right now, but also making that little bit of extra profit. And then I think the next few years after that are going to be, really good so yeah 2023 I think it's going to be it's going to be tough but I think you've got to think think smart and spend your money very wisely don't get caught up with all you've got to spend heaps of money to make money because right now I don't think that's the way to do it that's me personally I would totally agree with that and you, you took the words right out of my mouth there in terms of working smarter thinking wise yeah keeping the dream big right yeah and look I'm still working harder, like I'm working harder than I've ever been, but, um, you know, I can step back and go, I, I still do what I love. And I think also making sure that you're doing what you love and if it starts becoming a resentful process, that's when you've got to step back and go, right, how can I change this? Because the minute you start resenting working for your own business because you're working hard and not that, that profit margin or isn't isn't or you're not making that profit, then, yeah, you've got to step back and really do a full scale and there's amazing people out there that can help you do that so yeah like my business coach like my, I've got a marketing coach as well so it's great it's having that tribe babe it's having that tribe that that is it looks even the straight and narrow for sure and away from the bright and shiny um yeah. before I let you go Amy the question I'm asking everyone on the show because I love celebration and I'm a big <laughs> champagne lover what was the milestone you achieved in your business and how did you celebrate it oh okay so last year I launched this really strange unique product which even though it was a t-shirt they had these like extravagant tulle sleeves like this rainbow they're very similar to the skirts but literally take the skirt and put it on a sleeve of a t-shirt and after having a really tough year last year, I was in kind of a lot of self-doubt. I'm like, these are so different. They're so unique. Are oh, my customers going to love them? Well, they sold out in 90 minutes. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. Like I was prepping for like, you know, the two weeks ahead to like getting people to come and help me pack for the two weeks. And I said to them, I might need you guys for the next three days because it's going to be like I've sold them all. And, yeah, so something like that, that was a real champagne popping moment after a, a quite a difficult year last year navigating and working out the business and working out what sells and not. That was just my I call it an aha product. I know this sounds really weird. I can't launch an aha product all the time. I mean, I wish I could, but sometimes <laughs> products that you think are going to be an aha product aren't. Like the chill skirts coming out are going to be my aha product. But yeah, that was just like, 
wow, like this is awesome. And because it was so close to Christmas too, I was literally celebrating. So yeah, that was a real massive milestone for the business. I managed to recoup a lot of money that I'd lost unnecessarily. So yeah, that kind of got me back on track. So there was really good positive vibes around that t-shirt altogether. Amazing. I love this. And I love, <laughs> I cannot wait to see those rainbow skirts come out. Oh. In because I think I, that's going to be the next big milestone moment, right? The next I think big so. sell out. Yeah. <laughs> you just, and if they sell out, then you just wait till what's coming for Christmas this year. I can't believe we're talking about it in March, but I have to, unfortunately, start thinking about it. So yeah. Well, yeah. Christmas is my favorite time of year and I am yeah, very much watching out for those. <laughs> oh, awesome. So, Amy, I'm going to put the website and your Instagram handle in the show notes. Um, thank you ever so much for being guest number one of the Champagne Lounge podcast. Cheers uh, to you. Thank you. I feel so honoured and I love it. And I can't wait to listen to all the rest of the podcast coming forward. It's going to be amazing. Stay tuned. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Champagne Lounge podcast. If you'd love to be part of our thriving global community, head over to the to join us.